Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
Yeah. So why do you think Caroline resonated with, you know, an audience around the globe, frankly? I think it has that pop folk kind of formula down um, that has been, you know, just people have been listening to for the past 10 years or so. And it has a lot to do with the Spotify algorithm and everything. And I think one person listens to it and saves it. And then another person listens to it and saves it and shares it. And all of a sudden it becomes this thing. And it just is, it's like the minute I wrote it, I, I, and I sent like a demo to my manager and the band people, you know, you just kind of realize it's like one of those songs that has this undeniably catchy hook and it just appeals to this like very broad audience. You don't have to like a certain type of music. You can just listen to that song, kind of like it. And yeah, it's just, it's just the catchiest song. I wasn't ever concerned with like writing like a, any type of like hit or super, super catchy song, but that one is just like, it's the obvious choice. You know, it just is the chorus and the bit and, you know, Ryan, the producer really like knocked it out of the park with the big, chorus kick drum and and all this stuff that he did and he produced the lumineers and vance joy and so he knew what he was doing and he knew how to do it and he made it sound as good as it possibly could and i think i think that's just what happened you know yeah it has that kind of wind up you know it starts with you on acoustic guitar and then with sort of these persistent hand claps and then you know, it just explodes at the chorus in this uplifting, passionate, heartfelt Mike McFadden sound. <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? Yeah. How's that happen? I specifically remember we were in the studio, I think it was like late 2016, a place called Applehead in Saugerties, New York, like Woodstock, essentially. It's like farm, this barn that was converted into a studio it's where like the band like had recorded the big pink you know right down the street the cabin that we stayed in was rick danko the guitar player from the band it was his cat old old cabin he used to live in that's besides the point but it's all just cool stuff that i wanted to say so you're channeling the band and i thought so even though robbie robertson and rick danko and yeah i mean levon you know levon helm and on drums and feeling this stuff I think so. Yeah. I remember Ryan, the producer, just adding these claps and, and he was adding this. He took the kick drum beater and he took it off the off the pedal and he just had our drummer hit the head of the kick drum with it with his hand. I was like, what does that do? Like, what is the difference? And he just looked at me and he was like, it sounds like a party. And I was like, whoa. I was like, that's like. That's why Rick Rubin makes like millions of dollars, you know, it's like, he, I would have never thought of that, but he was absolutely right. Like that chorus, the, 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 the verse and the intro are great and everything, but it's just, a, it's just a, basically a kick drum and a guitar. But when you get to the chorus, it sounds like a party and like, it's, it's just this fun gang vocal thing. The song, it's just, it's just like, it's a part. It's something that everyone can sing along to, you know, and very easily. The first thing is just this big, whoa, Caroline. And I'm tripping over my feet. Yeah. I wrote that and I just was like, I was like, where did that come from? I know it sounds like pretentious. But it's definitely one of those moments. And I think any songwriter can relate where something is like given to you, you know, you didn't 
create that on your own. That was there. That appeared out of nowhere and you grabbed it <laughs> and you remembered it. Was there a girl in your life that this was inspired by? Because the protagonist in the song doesn't really like have a relationship with Caroline. Right. It wasn't a, a girl named Caroline. I won't say her name, but Caroline worked. The name just worked. And looking back on it, if there if there was another name that would have rhymed better, I would have done it. I, I didn't even think about the fact that there were like a hundred freaking songs named Caroline. Oh, yeah. There's a Neil Diamond song, I understand. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I maybe have heard of that before. Ever been to a Red Sox game? You've heard it. Man. Oh, God. I'm from I'm from Baltimore, man. I don't I don't want to talk about the Red Sox. <laughs> they don't play Sweet Caroline at the Orioles games? I don't think so. No, you know what we play? Because we're way, cool, way cooler. We play um, Thank God I'm a Country Boy, a John Denver song. I have no idea why, but the seventh inning stretch, they play that song. That makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Like, why has Baltimore adopted, the Orioles adopted that? that I have just, no idea, actually. And you're, I'm like thinking about it for the first time ever right now. But that's what they do. Okay. Maybe they'll start playing Woe Caroline. I, I hope so. So there was a girl that inspired, like, the idea? Yeah. I mean, so basically the song is all about kind of like the touring life as a musician. And essentially I, I had met someone like... Uh, two days before we we're about to go on this big tour, we had kind of hit it off. And it was one of these things where it was like, oh, well, it was literally just like a chance encounter at a place. We hung out once and that was it. But I was like, you know, very, very smitten. And um, I <clears throat> wanted to, to see her again. But I literally like the next day left for like a month and a half. This whole song came about because I was. It was that whole anxiety about, man, you barely know me. I feel like you like me and I like you, but how the hell am I going to, how, how am I going to keep you interested for a month and a half while I'm on the road and like, we can't really necessarily build, like establish a relationship. And I don't, I don't want to do that because I just think that's so difficult and you don't want a long distance relationship. We don't even know each other. Yeah. It's kind of a fantasy, right? <laughs> You know, it's it's like, you know, want to tell me where you've been? I've been on the road for months, staying up too late, hoping to hear from you again. Yeah, it's kind of like, hey there, Delilah by the Plain White Tees. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Something very good came out of that experience, for sure. I really like the tenderness of the video you shot. You know, you have these sort of 15-year-old-ish adolescent Boy and girl. So funny. I think they were both like at least 20. Oh, get out. But they look so young. Is that just me? Were you trying to make them look young or did I misread that? They were actually 20 and I I don't think so. I think maybe the camera makes them look like younger than they are. But I but they did they did certainly look young. I mean, I know the girl in that video is like engaged to be married, or maybe she's married. I mean, I'm glad you liked the video. It, it definitely was meant to be like very you know, lighthearted and, and tender and stuff. It's coming of age, you know? It's like that coming of age moment when, like, you're you're smitten by a girl. We were trying to emulate that thing of, like, I can't get to you. But we wanted to do it in, like, a fun way. So, like, he's coming through the, the whatever you call it, that blow-up circus thing that we rented, which was so funny. We had, like, a company come out and blow it up. And, like, yeah, he can't. He can't get to her. And at the very end, they're like across the whole fire thing. 
but they really never kind of fully get with each other. And it's, it's, it just kind of goes off of the whole theme of the song. So I would tell you like two years later, you know, I think there's like eight and a half million people in New York city or whatever. I was like coming out of a studio session and I ran into the guy, the guy who was in that movie, uh, in that music video of ours. And I went and like, I was like, Hey, what's up, man? Like, it's really good to see you. And he had no idea who I was. And I had to literally explain it. I was like the Caroline music video, man, you were in it. And he was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> it was just like the funniest. <laughs> shit. It was very monumental for you. A little bit, a little commercial in, in his body. I of thought work. it was this crazy coincidence and he didn't even know who I was. <laughs> so have you ever bumped into a Caroline who loved the song and a Caroline who hated it and said, you ruined my life? <laughs> no. Well, Caroline for sure loved the song all the time on comments and YouTube and Instagram. Um, you know, my name is Caroline and, you know, I just love the song, which I can imagine. But got- none of them, no one ever came up and said, everybody comes up to me and says, whoa, Caroline, I no. can't stand you. You ruined my life. No, it's, it's- you should say it's at least it's better than Sweet Caroline, isn't it? Yeah, this song is not Sweet Caroline. It is not, a, it's not a, a song that everyone knows in their house. So. They should. They absolutely should. It's a great song. But but um, the blame is on on Neil Diamond for that. And, you know, the blame is on Amazon for Alexa and all those different things. We hope your song gets to that level of overplay. Yeah. Seven million streams on on Spotify, but seven point five. That's a that's a drop in the bucket these days. It's just a bunch of playlists. And I'm, I'm glad that that people are listening to it. But. As part of Backstory Song Interviews, we put the songbook, the Mike McFadden songbook, up on our website, and you will be able to share this playlist with your friends. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 